Hello, smarty listeners. This message goes out to all the teachers, principals, teacher's assistants, and school librarians. First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do as educators. To show our gratitude for all your hard work, long hours, and dedication to teaching, we are now offering free Who Smarted Plus subscriptions for all educators. That's right. You can now play Who Smarted without any ads or interruptions in your classroom to help make learning fun and keep the smarting going during break times, lunch times, or anytime. Who Smarted can even be used to satisfy some common core curriculum or as part of assignments or lessons. If you are an educator, just go to whosmarted.com and click educators. And smarty pants and smarty parents, please feel free to let your teachers know about this. Again, that's whosmarted.com. Click educators for free subscriptions to Who Smarted Plus. Let's all get smarted together. Hey, parents. Are you looking for ways to take care of your own mental health while caring for those around you? If so, check out How to Be a Better Human. Each week on How to Be a Better Human, comedian Chris Duffy sits down with an expert to talk about the realistic and often unexpected ways that you can improve your life. This show has everything from an episode with Dr. Becky about how to repair relationships when you've made a mistake to how to set boundaries both with your kids and your parents and even a deep dive on why it's okay for your house to be messy sometimes if you're feeling overwhelmed. And more great episodes come out every Monday. Find out how to be a better human wherever you get your podcasts. Psst. Hey, smarty pants, pretend you're at an ice cream parlor getting dessert. There's just one problem. There's so many delicious flavors, you're having trouble deciding what to get. Can I taste cookies and cream? Ooh, and strawberry swirl. Ooh, and mint chip. And chocolate cherry banana. Say you even narrow it down to two. Hmm, it's either fudge brownie or chocolate chocolate chip. But let's say you can only have one. How would you choose? Go ahead, call out some answers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I heard a few of you say, eeny, meeny, miny, mo." Well, that could work, but it takes a while, and you're already holding up the line. Come on, kid, hurry up. I'm trying to get some ice cream here. What else? Oh, rock, paper, scissors is a good way to decide something, if you're playing with another person. But not so great here. Aha, I heard someone say it. Why not flip a coin? Heads, vanilla fudge brownie. Tails, chocolate chocolate chip. Heads, vanilla fudge brownie, please. Finally. Great. Would you like that in a cup or a cone? Uh-oh. I think I need to flip again. Ugh. Coin flipping has been around for over 2,000 years. Yet, it still remains one of the most popular ways to decide between two choices. While it's mostly used for settling simple decisions or deciding which way to go, Heads we turn left, tails we turn right. Flipping a coin is also used in professional sports, politics, and it was even used to decide the name of a major U.S. city. Whoa. But when did coin flipping first start? How is coin flipping used today? And what is the probability, or chance, of a coin landing on either heads or tails? Heads, it's a whiff of science. Tails, it's a whiff of history on... Smarted. Who's smarted? Who 
smart is it you is it me is it science or history listen up everyone we make smarting lots of fun but who's smarted okay smarty pants let's see how well you were paying attention how long ago did coin flipping first begin did you say over 2,000 years ago? Nice job. But where? Why, it's where many things began back then. Ancient Rome. And it started with a game called Navia Aut Caput. Smarty Pants, can you guess what Navia Aut Caput means? Is it A, heads or tails? B, ship or head? Or C, cross and pile? If you said heads or tails... Sorry, you're thinking more of modern coins. The correct answer is B, ships or heads. That's because ancient Roman coins had a ship on one side and the emperor's head on the other. However, if you said C, cross and pile, you would be correct in medieval England, where coin flipping was known as cross and pile because coins had a cross on one side and a hammer, another name for a pile, on the other. Nowadays, we know coin flipping as heads or tails. The reasoning behind the name is pretty simple. Heads refers to the side of the coin with a person's head on it, and tails refers to the opposite side. No, not because there's a tail on it, but because tails is the opposite of heads. The coin flip game can be played two ways and can be played by one or two people. If it's two people, one person flips the coin into the air, while the other person calls heads or tails. If the person calls out heads, and the head side lands face up, that person is the winner. But if it lands on tails, the other person wins. If you're playing by yourself, or you're trying to decide something, you might assign something to heads and something else to tails. In that case, you're flipping a coin to let fate decide the answer. Hey, Smarty Pants, let's play our own game of heads or tails. I'll flip a coin, and if it lands on heads, we'll continue smarting, and if it lands on tails, I'll sing a song about belly buttons. All right, here we go. I'll flip the coin in three, two, one. Oh, it's heads. Sorry, Smarty Pants, if you were hoping for a belly button song, you'll just have to wait. Ugh. Okay, so you've learned when and where coin flipping started. But what are some ways coin flipping is used today? Well, in countries like Canada, the Philippines, and the United Kingdom, coin flipping is actually used as a tie-breaking vote in political elections. That's right. If the two leading candidates have the same number of votes, they flip a coin to see who wins. Well, would you look at that? I've pulled ahead by its sale. Believe it or not, coin flipping has also decided elections in the United States. In 2013, a coin flip was used to elect the mayor of Albion, Idaho. And in 2006, a coin flip decided the winner of the Democratic primary for a seat in the Alaska House of Representatives. Of course, some of you may be familiar with how coin flipping is used in modern sports. Excuse me, trusty narrator. Uh, yes, guy wearing a black and white striped shirt? Could I borrow a quarter? A quarter? Is it for the vending machine? Nope. I'm on my way to work. 
and I'd be in big trouble if I showed up without one. You need a quarter for work? Are you a quarterback? Haha, <laughs> good one, but no, I'm a referee for the National Football League, or NFL for short. Ah, of course, that explains your shirt and the whistle. I'm assuming you need that quarter for the coin toss at the beginning of the game? That's right, narrator. Since 1892, a coin has been flipped before every National Football League game to determine which team starts with possession of the football. Normally, referees use everyday quarters, but for the Super Bowl, they mint custom commemorative coins from gold or silver for the opening coin toss. Smarty Pants, true or false? Football was the first sport to use a coin toss at the beginning of the game. Did you say true? Incorrect! Please don't touch my whistle. Sorry. The first sport to use a coin toss was actually cricket. No, not that kind of cricket. Cricket is an English sport that uses a bat and ball, kind of like baseball. <sighs> Starting in 1744, coin tosses were the official way to determine which team batted first. Today, you can find coin tosses in a variety of professional sports, like soccer, tennis, Australian rules football, and volleyball. Don't forget basketball! I don't remember seeing any coin flips at a basketball game. Do you, Smarty Pants? That's because coin flips are only part of the NBA draft. Back in 1966, the National Basketball Association, or NBA, introduced coin flipping into their draft system. The worst teams in each conference would flip a coin to decide who was given the first overall draft pick for that year. Seems fair, right? It wasn't. In 1984, the NBA banned coin flipping and introduced a lottery system after several teams were accused of purposely losing their regular season games in order to have the worst record and become eligible for the first pick coin flip. Deciding the fate of a basketball team is no joke. But can you imagine flipping a coin to decide who would be the first person to fly an engine-powered airplane? Well, that's exactly what the Wright brothers did. In 1903, in the town of Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, Wilbur and Orville Wright flipped a coin to see who would attempt the first airborne flight. Wilbur won the toss, but during his first attempt, he crashed after only a few seconds. Don't worry, he was okay. Three days later, Orville would successfully pilot the airplane over 120 feet, giving him the title of the first person to fly an engine-powered airplane. Sometimes it pays to lose, but other times a winning coin toss can literally change the course of history. Smarty Pants, can you guess which U.S. city's name was decided by a coin toss? Is the answer A, Portland, Oregon, B, Boston, Massachusetts, or C, Coin, Iowa? If you said C, Coin, Iowa, sorry, that's not it. But it is a real city with about 200 people living in it. And if you said A, Portland, Oregon, you're right. In 1845, pioneers Asa Lovejoy and Francis Pettigrove flipped a coin to decide the name of their new Oregon town. Asa Lovejoy was from Massachusetts and wanted to name the new settlement Boston. 
Francis Pettigrove was from Portland, Maine. So it's no surprise he wanted to name the new town Portland. They decided to make it a best of three flips contest. Heads, one vote for Portland. Tails, that's one vote for Boston. Heads, I win. Welcome to Portland, Oregon. Keep it weird, dude. Fiddlesticks, I should have known. Heads always wins. Smarty Pants, have you ever heard someone say heads always win or tails never fails when it comes to flipping a coin? These coin flipping expressions seem like just a way to justify picking your favorite side of the coin. But is it actually true that one side of the coin is more likely to land facing up than the other? The answer after this quick break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at iXL, you don't have to go it alone. iXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. iXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that, a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used iXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the iXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because iXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, iXL has you covered, and all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to iXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust iXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when you sign up now at iXL.com smarted. Visit iXL.com smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. iXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at iXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, delicious gourmet meals. From calorie smart to protein plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to Factor Meals 
com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code smarted50 at factormeals.com slash smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to who's smarted. Okay, smarty pants, say you wanted to win a coin toss. True or false? One side of the coin is more likely to land facing up than the other. The answer is true. Whoa. According to Percy Diaconis, a math professor at Stanford University, there is a natural bias that occurs when coins are flipped, depending on which side was facing up at the time of the flip. For example, if a coin is flipped with heads facing up, it will land back on heads approximately 51 out of 100 times. That's not a crazy advantage, but it does mean the probability, or likelihood, of flipping a coin and correctly guessing the side it lands on isn't exactly 50-50. Try it for yourself, smarty pants. Decide whether you're going to start with heads facing up or tails facing up. Then flip a coin 100 times with that side facing up first, and keep track of how many times the coin lands back on its original side. Does the same hold true for crosses or piles? Or ships and heads? Yes. Also, how you flip the coin also affects the probability of it landing on its original side. The same study found that coins, when flipped, don't just move end to end, but also in a circular motion, like a tossed pizza. A pizza! If you want to increase your odds of a coin landing on your side, try spinning a penny instead. That's right. A spinning penny will land on tails roughly 80% of the time. That's because the head side of a penny is slightly heavier than the tail side due to the portrait of Abraham Lincoln on the penny's head. Four score and seven flips ago, most came up tails. When the penny is spun, it usually falls face down. So if you call tails, you'll win. That doesn't feel very honest, trusty narrator. You're right. Sorry, Honest Abe. Hey, I want to hear your belly button song. Let's flip for it. Heads you don't have to sing, tails you do. Uh, sure, but I gave that referee my last quarter. That's okay. I used to be a wrestler. I can flip you for it. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, I landed right on my face. Heads, you win. Take a minute now and leave us a five-star Apple review. You might hear it on the show, and it helps us grow. A big shout-out to superfan Amelia in San Diego, California. Thanks so much for listening to Who's Smarted on the way to school. And we hear you shouting out the answers. This episode, Coin Flipping, was written by Brad DePrima and voiced by Katie Lou Chastain, Adam Tex Davis, Kim Davis, Max Kamaski, and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This has been an Atomic Entertainment production.